Welcome to Small Business Big Impact. These are lessons from the trenches of running a business with a multiple bottom line. Purpose, people, planet, and profit. Get the inside scoop on what it takes to succeed at using business as a force for good. Today we hear from Eric Franzo, a founder of Purposely. Purposely helps organizations and individuals benefit from volunteering. They bring employee volunteer solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in an effort to get companies volunteering and giving back to the community. Purposely is both a software company and a service provider. One of the ways they deliver on their mission is by holding what they call Purpose Days. These are specially designed events that bring together employees from local companies to help a nonprofit with a big, audacious project. Like many impact entrepreneurs, Eric and his team are so focused on delivering value to their community that their financial bottom line can be an afterthought. Yet, with the help of advisors they found along the way, Purposely has dialed in on their purpose and how to do it sustainably. One of the things I appreciate about Eric's story is to hear about the generosity that's out there, if you're open to it, and passionate about making a contribution. What are those milestone like bumps that you hit and the, the lessons you got from them? Yeah, so I think <laughs> biggest lesson, so there was a lot of mistakes and I should probably start maybe with the mistakes. Um, so we, yeah, prior to the pandemic, we had been helping nonprofits manage their events, all that kind of stuff that was going well. Um, I think because we were so early in the startup stage, um, we, yeah, we're really like novice team. Um, we didn't know what success looked like, what product market fit looked like. So we were working with a handful of nonprofits and we're like, oh my God, we did it. Right, like we're we're doing some good. Like this is actually, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, totally. And in hindsight, no, I don't think so. I think like we were it was really nascent stages. I don't know if we actually could have made a business out of that. Um, I think it was too niche. It was too specific. And for the actual vision of what we wanted to accomplish for that to actually unfold, I don't think our team could have done it. I don't think we would have had the resources. Um, and and I don't know if there was necessarily a market there. Um, there's plenty of other, you know, volunteer management software out there. Um, it's hard to get people to move away from things. I don't know if we we're actually solving a particular problem there. So I think there was a bunch of things that, yeah, I don't know. Like in hindsight, would that have been a business? Probably not, I would say. Um, so, yeah, fast forward, pandemic hits. And all the events were canceled. Everything we were, you know, we're helping with Canadian Mental Health, the Ride Don't Hide event canceled cystic fibrosis canceled. Um, and so we kind of made a quick decision. Um, we saw that there was a lot of people that needed help. Um, they needed whether grocery delivery, you know, maybe medication delivered. Um, and so we had a platform that was really good at being able to match people with volunteer opportunities. And so we're like, let's just pivot that into a mutual aid platform. So if people are able to offer their help, they can do so on the platform. And if people need help, they can request help. And I think first mistake there was there was zero business model. Um, it was just, we wanted to contribute something back to the community, but also, you know, we're burning cash, right? Like we, we can't just do that. Um, and so there wasn't much of a plan there. Um, we just kind of reacted because we saw that there was a need in the community. And we thought maybe, you know, we could turn this into something down the line, uh, but for now, let's just offer it as a free service. Um, I remember that. that. Yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. Yeah, so it actually went well. Um, there was like a few thousand people 
ended up signing up. Um, yeah, people got medication delivered, groceries were delivered, people uh, were donating money to individuals that needed help that lost their jobs. So a lot of good came out of that. It was, it was really great. We started working with, um, I think it was an organization in Ontario called People's Pantry. So they were doing food deliveries. We helped set up the logistics with them, uh, kind of adapted our platform to help them. We thought maybe that was kind of the future of the business, was helping out um, kind of these, I don't know what you call them, like they weren't official nonprofits, but they were these kind of community response teams that just organically formed. So they were, they didn't have an official designation, um, but they identified a need and they put together a group of people and they're like, cool, we're going to go help. Um, so we're helping them logistically just, you know, um, match with the right people, um, get different volunteers to come in. And so that was going well, but also again, like they didn't have funding. They were doing that with the goodness of their hearts. Um, and so we're going to charge them now. Like it just, none of it felt quite right. Um, and so we kept that going for a bit and actually the site was still up even after we pivoted into what we currently do. Um, cause we just wanted to yeah, offer assistance and it wasn't much of a cost to us outside of what we were paying ourselves and all that. Um, but we knew that there wasn't going to be much of a business there. Uh, we did get a bit of a lucky break and I think this is, yeah, there was a huge lesson in here, um, was to leverage advisors. So we kind of stumbled upon an advisor um, who was one of the co-founders of Clio. So he happened to reach out and they have an employee volunteer program over at Clio and they weren't quite seeing the results that they wanted to see. Uh, pretty low engagement for employee volunteering um, and not even just during the pandemic, which no one volunteered, right? Um, it was, you know, nonprofits had to transition into remote opportunities that process was slow. It was, it was really difficult. And so prior to the pandemic, they, they still weren't seeing um, any kind of volunteering. So he had reached out. He knew that we were working in the volunteer space and asked if we would be able to help. Is there anything we could do uh, to help Clio with their employee volunteer program? And I'm happy. I think it was a good decision. Our part. We said, maybe we didn't just jump into the next opportunity. Um, <laughs> and I think biggest lesson in here that we didn't apply early on as we were working with nonprofits was just making sure we talked to enough potential customers. Like we didn't talk to enough nonprofits early on to really identify what are the particular things that you need help on? Um, is it event management? Is it getting the volunteers? Is it, you know, scheduling those volunteers? Like what are those pieces that are important? So we kind of took a step back there, didn't just accept right away. And we said, let's go talk to a bunch of companies. So contacted tons of local companies. And one of the things that we were really surprised at was I think 75, 80% of the companies we reached out to were like, sure, we'll chat. Like, we'll tell you what the problems are. So people were more than willing to talk, um, which was great for us, right? It seemed there was a clear problem um, and they wanted to chat with somebody about it. So, and we, we it was a very like, low barrier email. We're like, hey, we're a startup. We just want to learn, right? We're not trying to sell you anything. We don't have a product right now, right? We just want to see if there's anything that we could do to help um, in the future. We, we don't know what, what kind of pain points you're experiencing. So after chatting with a bunch of companies, uh, we just kept hearing consistent problems. Um, and that was opportunity uh, discovery. So they couldn't find volunteer opportunities. Um, and they couldn't, not that they couldn't, but they had a difficult time coordinating them. It's time consuming. 
Um, and so you have people, you know, HR, people in culture teams in the midst of a pandemic, trying to bring, bring their teams together, institute, you know, remote and hybrid policies. They had a lot in their place. So for like to get an employee volunteer program off the ground, like they're not going to do it. Um, they don't have the time for it. So we said, great, let's just build a really simple solution uh, for one of those problems and see if that would help companies in any way. Um, and what we did there was we built uh, just a list of opportunities. So we just built a list of volunteer opportunities that worked for teams um, so that people could volunteer together. And companies loved it. So that was kind of like win number one. And kind of in that process, I think one of the biggest lessons, we relied on Ryan a lot, so co-founder Cleo, and started bringing in other advisors. And I think the single biggest kind of like important piece for us was leveraging advisors. Um, there is so much that we didn't know, and there's still so much that we don't know. And there's so many things we don't know that we don't know. Um, and so having people that have been through it, um, meeting with them, you know, once every couple of weeks has been invaluable. Um, it's the single best thing we've ever done as a company. Um, and we how, did, how, how did you, how did you, how did you identify them in the first place? Yeah. So Ryan was luck, right? Reached out to us. That was awesome. Um, and then just started networking with people. So put calls out, um, leveraged Ryan's network, people that we knew, we asked for recommendations. Hey, we have a gap. Uh, we're not great at marketing, right? We don't know much about marketing. Is there anybody you can put us in touch with? Um, so we just started having conversations. If people seemed aligned with what we were doing, if people really got it, uh, seemed passionate about volunteering, then great, right? Um, they came on and helped. So we've had different kind of advisors throughout the years, um, but a few have stuck around. Um, and so we have some for sales, some for marketing, some for general business. Um, try not to have too many. Or it's like the too many cooks in the kitchen thing that can be a bit overwhelming um but we have some pretty core advisors now that kind of fill the gaps um and being a small startup like we can't have employees for every single piece of the company um so kind of most of us do a little bit of everything and then the advisors come in and, and help kind of fill in those gaps kind of give us a bit of direction uh, and it's yeah it's really valuable um and it's I don't know. People are just willing to help. It, it's one of the coolest things I think I've found throughout all this is you put a call out and people are like, great. What can I do to help? Like it's, I don't that's, know. It's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's nice to be in that world, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, completely. So um, are these like a board of advisors where you get together on a monthly basis? Or are they basically they're people who are willing to take your call every once in a while to, to talk to you about a topic? Yeah. Depends on the advisors. Um, so we've set up some kind of more formal structures with certain advisors. Um, so for sales, it's kind of a big area of focus for us right now. We think we have most of the pieces in place um, that'll work for companies. Now it's just getting the word out. Um, and so that's weekly meetings, um, helps with kind of company goal planning, all that. Um, others, it just, yeah, hey, quick text, um, have a question on this, can we chat? Um, we're thinking about hiring somebody here. Maybe we have like an internal thing that we need to work through. Can I leverage some advice? Um, so really it does depend. Um, but I think having some advisors with some of that formal structure, where we're meeting on a consistent basis is almost necessary. Um, and then having the people who you can just call and, you know, have a quick chat with are great as well. So it does depend. And do you find, uh, you have advisors of specific sorts that are the, the anchor people? 
like yeah. specific topic areas? Yeah, for sure. So I think sales is the biggest one, but I think it's one of those things. So advisors that we've had on board and probably with a lot of companies are people that have been at companies at all different stages. So even though someone's title might be, or their head of sales um, at somewhere, they've probably dabbled in marketing. They've probably dabbled in customer success because they've been at a smaller startup stage where they've had to wear all those hats. Um, and so I don't know if it's been luck or it's just most people out there have just worked in multiple roles. Um, and so you see the title, but that's not the exclusive thing that they do. Um, and I'm sure for yourself, for myself, right? Like I, I do most of our sales, but I also touch marketing. I also touch customer success. I'd love to do development at some point, even though I pretended that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they've, they've been through all these different stages. Um, so I'd say, yeah, obviously we have somebody for sales, but he's great at customer success. He helps on marketing, um, sees how all those pieces kind of work together. Um, and I think that's, yeah, it's one of those things too. Like you can be, I think especially early on in the startup, all of those pieces have to work together, right? It's like your sales, you bring people in through marketing, you have your sales, like those should be, that whole messaging should be the same. You should be talking to each other, should be strategy there in terms of customer success, same kind of thing. So yeah, by working with somebody who's been through all of that, it's it's helped immensely. Um, and then now at kind of a larger company where they've seen that growth, they've seen what it takes to scale. So you kind of identify those pieces because like, again, early on, we didn't know what product market fit looked like. We didn't know, there, there were so many things that we didn't know. Um, and so having somebody come in and be like, okay, yeah, here's, here's why you're on the right path or here's what you need to adjust. Here are the questions you need to be asking to make sure that you're on the right path. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's invaluable. Like advisors have been the single best thing. Um, yeah. On. Sounds incredible. Yeah. So you're saying, uh, you know, like basically word of mouth and you know, in, in chain of chain of trust sort of thing. Someone who knows That's someone. It. Yeah. And I think you'd, um, you mentioned before SBI, right? So you'd post on the SBI list communities like that. I mean, there's communities all over the place. Um, SBI is a great example of one where there's people who, and it, yeah, it's not just any type of company, but they're purpose-driven companies. They're companies that want to make an impact, have some kind of social purpose embedded in, you know, the very foundation of that product. Um, we want to talk to people that, yeah, are values aligned like that. It's, um, I think it's been one of the more challenging things about starting a business, especially not having a business background is I, yeah, there were a lot of things I didn't know, but I didn't get into it. Just, it probably sounds like a cliche answer, but for money, right? like I think a lot of people that they have, they start with some kind of, they want to see some kind of change. Um, they've identified something where they're like, okay, great. I think there's a particular idea here that I can execute to make a positive impact in the world. Um, and I don't think money is the main driver of that for a lot of people. And it wasn't with us. Like we saw a need in volunteering, um, but there were kind of these groups of people that often didn't volunteer. Um, we wanted to make it easier. Like we have all these apps. If you want to go find an event, right? Or you want to create an event, meet up, you have Eventbrite. There's all these tools for people like that. Um, to go volunteer, we kind of have lousy like boards online. Like that's it. Like there's really not much else that's out there or we have like really outdated technology. So I figured one of like the best things that we can do, which is volunteering, like selflessly give back to our communities, 
and technologically, like we're not being served in that way. So that was the driver. It's like, what can we do in this space to make sure more volunteering happens? Um, as you create a business, you realize, oh, okay, well, we need to make money. We need to sustain ourselves. There's all these other pieces that come and make it, yeah, it's difficult. Um, and I think connecting with people that had that initial intent of just doing good in the world. And then, okay, had to learn all of that business acumen, like build up that business sense um, to be able to leverage that other piece has been really, really important. Um, but yeah, I think, I know I'm like long-winded going around this, <laughs> but it's, I think in terms of associating with, like getting the right people on board, it was really the mission-driven people who, yeah, have kind of worked along that path of creating a business, understanding, yeah, the, the need for revenue, all of that kind of stuff, but also making sure you don't lose that vision. Um, and so trying to associate with those people, align with those people and get that advice so that we can kind of do the same in our business. So. Yeah, well, and that sounds like a, a quintessential uh, impact business issue, you know, purpose mm -hmm. pulls you in and then you realize, oh yeah, we, we need to make money doing this yeah. if we're going to keep, keep on doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, being able to see, connect with people who have gone ahead of you and or have, you know, converted from money focus to purpose focus. Yeah, that's to totally it. And yeah. And it's, it's such a, I mean, you learn a lot. Like, I don't, I don't know how much I should go into here, but it's even in like the investment world, like there's, it gets really tricky. I think it gets really tricky for a purpose driven business because you have, especially like you have VCs out there, you have investment firms that their goal is like, they want to 10X that money, right? That's their goal. So they would like to push you in whatever direction is going to see or maximize their return on investment. That's not necessarily, you know, whatever purpose-driven goal you had initially. Um, and so I think that field can be, I think it's disheartening. Uh, I've talked to other founders, um, who are trying to move in that social impact space. I think it's it's difficult for people, right? Just getting funding. And I know there's, yeah, there's impact VCs and, and, and investment firms out there, which is great. Uh, but a lot of kind of the capital that's, that's allocated, um, I don't think is necessarily in that space. I think there's different motives um, that are moving people. And so it, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult kind of see to, to, to wade through a little bit. Yeah. So, Given this that journey that you've been on and getting this getting purposely going, mm -hmm. um, if you were to be able to like jump back in time, yeah, and uh, whisper something important in your ear, what would that be? Mm. That's a really good question. I think there's two things. We, we covered the advisors. I think that that's a key one. I think the other piece would be willing to let go. Um, I think it, initially. Having a vision for something, it's people always call it. It's your baby, right? It's hard to, you know, you, you, you've given it so much attention and thought, and you've put your heart into it, and it's when, yeah, inevitably you're bringing new people into the team. Other people are going to have different ideas, right? Um, and I think probably the biggest piece for me would be making sure that I'm taking in those ideas authentically. Um, I think early on, 
you know, one of my teammates had said, what if we started working with companies that actually might be where the business is going? Um, and I was like, no, 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 we're, you know, we're focused on nonprofits. A couple of years later, we're working directly with companies. They were right. You know, um, it could have at least been something that we explore. You can't just drop everything and be like, okay, somebody has an idea. Let's go do this fully. Um, but let's just, maybe we talk to a handful of companies. Maybe we really like authentically take that idea in. Um, and so I think being more open, not just, okay, I have this vision and I want to execute this. I want to see this through. Um, being open to others' input and making sure that, you know, they feel valued and at least we, we test it. Right. We talked to a couple companies, whatever it happens to be. So I think there was a few points there um, early on where we did get really good advice. Um, and I just don't think I, I'm okay taking responsibility there. I don't think I listened to it because I was, I think, kind of tunnel visioned in a particular idea that I had, a particular outcome that I wanted to see. Um, and that could potentially work for some people. Right. The idea is brilliant enough. Um, it's just they execute it and great. It just works. Um, that was not me. <laughs> it was not brilliant enough, uh, I think, to see the bigger picture there. So, uh, well, part of what I'm hearing you say is like, is at least give room for other people's brilliance. Yeah, and yeah, to like yeah, yeah, check yeah. things out, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eric, that is a lot, and I really thank you for sharing today. And I'm yeah. really hoping that people are gonna not only enjoy this, but also like check out purposely, because what you're bringing into the world and the, the, meet, the need you're meeting is pretty awesome. Hope to be able to check in with you some other, some time later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, thanks for that. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited on the path that we're on now. Like it's been, yeah, it's been a heck of a journey, but I think if we can actually see what we want to see like, happen in the world, it just means more people volunteering. It means kind of a whole other demographic of volunteers being able to help nonprofits in a really meaningful way. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but it's it's really fun. We have a great team, and yeah, hopefully we can make something of it. So thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Hey, you're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you've created a business that's a force for good and you'd like to share your story of challenge and success, go to questio.us slash podcast and click on the share my story button.